What's up, mamas? Happy Valentine's Day. I'm so excited to bring you this episode today for this Valentine's Day special. And we actually, I had the honor and the privilege of being able to collaborate with another amazing empowerment coach. Her name is Micaela, and she's actually the host of the Fearless Mujer podcast. So we were able to collaborate together and just really be able to pour into women and speak into, speak life into them, speak about their worth. We got to share and get really vulnerable about our past and about the things that we've done and we just pretty much put it all on the table for you right and so we will our mission was was that we wanted to bless the women to let them know that they're not alone and a lot of the times we carry around this shame and this you know this weight on us because we think we're not worthy of love well we put it all out there so that you can hear and see that you're not alone and that you can overcome anything that you've been struggling with that's been keeping you stuck where you're at so we really really hope that this helps you and she's so amazing again i'm going to put her the link to her uh podcast down below how you can contact her uh it was just so amazing and i'm going to apologize in advance because this is my first time collaborating with anybody and i completely forgot to put my settings properly for my microphone so my audio on my end sounds a little rough but please try to disregard that and uh, this is a pretty long episode it was supposed to be 30 minutes but you know what we just let God take over and uh, and we just started speaking I mean it just it led to what it led to but it's been it was a beautiful episode so I really hope that you take the time to listen to it and uh, so you can allow us to pour into you so let's get into it Hello mama, welcome to the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. My name is Monica Alvarez. I'm a faithlet mom of two beautiful babies, engaged to my best friend, a woman in recovery, an empowerment coach, and a certified fitness trainer. In this podcast, you will find a place of empowerment, healing, and purpose work, all while partnering with God to help transform you into the woman you were always destined to become. I know that you are struggling to break the chains of addiction, abuse, and strongholds in your mindset and in your motherhood. You've gotten into recovery and you're wondering, what's next? What's my purpose? Well, mama, my mission is to help transform you mentally, spiritually, and physically so that you can become the woman that God has destined you to become. And I believe that the most important work that you can ever do is the work within yourself. You were called to be the chain breaker of your family. You were called to bring light for generations to come. So mama, if you are ready to get on this journey with me, grab a notebook and pen, fill up that cup of coffee, grab a box of tissues as we get ready to laugh and cry because your healing begins here. Let's get into today's show. Hey, Monica, how are you? What's up, Mikaela? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. So we are opening up this episode for a Valentine's Day special. So both of our listeners are going to hear this. So I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Micaela. I'm the host of the Fearless Mujer podcast. All right. My name is Monica Alvarez and I'm the I'm the host of Mom's Breaking Chains podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. So both of our audience are going to listen to this, which is awesome, because I know that you're all about empowering women and I couldn't wait to connect with you. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think that we're both doing something like really important for the women out there, you know, whether it's moms or just women in general. So I think that we're definitely doing some important work. So I I love what you're doing too. So I think Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So I know your audience knows about you. I can say a little bit about myself so that your audience kind of knows about me. That's cool. So we're doing a crossover Valentine's Day special. Uh, we really felt it in our heart to do something special because I mean, love is such a complicated thing. It doesn't have to be, but we really want to encourage women and empower women to know that like you're still worthy of love. So this episode's going to get real. That's all I got to yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so I'm Micaela. Again, I'm the host of the Fearless Mujer podcast. I'm a mom. I had kids really, really young. So they're getting bigger. I've been married for 14 years. There's a backstory to that because I got divorced and remarried. That's maybe we'll talk about that. I don't know. But I, I love Jesus and coffee and I just love celebrating women. So 
Awesome. Yeah. Again, my my podcast is Moms Breaking Chains and it's empowerment, faith and healing for moms recovering from addiction. And so part of my story is before I became a mother, I actually grew up in a somewhat of a broken home, right? And came from a lot of toxic and addiction. And eventually I carried that over into my life and I stayed in my active addiction for about 10 years. So after that, becoming a mother in recovery, I really wanted to give back and pour into moms because I felt it's such an important mission that we plant some different seeds in our children than what we were given. And so I really felt in my heart that, you know, our generation depends, our future women depend on us to break those chains and those lies out of our children that told us that once an addict, always an addict, right? Or you're abused that that's just how someone shows they love you, like breaking those vicious cycles and really pouring into, you know, our children differently. So yeah, that's, that's my mission behind my podcast. I love it. And for my listeners, like you probably already know why I'm like, oh my God, this girl's amazing. (laughs) This woman's amazing. (laughs) And it's so cool because like we connected. Well, I asked you like, hey, let's connect. I know it was uh, probably last month or two months ago when I, I did mention like, oh, I'd love to have you on my podcast. But then when we got on Zoom, I don't know, I kind of felt like an instant like, yeah, yeah, this girl's my my friend now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I felt it. It was mutual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And it's nice when you can when you can just show up and be yourself, but you feel that you can be yourself around that other person. So I really I'm just excited for I call it yeah. cafecito chat. So I'm excited for this. I think I think yeah. it's gonna be good. I know we want to talk about like worthiness, like worthy of love worthy after addiction and when you and I were talking about addiction like you talked about your story I told you about like I had an affair and then I got remarried and it's kind of crazy because being a, a I guess a Christian woman I just like to say I'm a Jesus follower I'm not into the labels you don't want to talk about that stuff so really what we were talking about was addiction is addiction no matter what kind of addiction it is and Either way, you don't want to talk about it because there's shame that gets attached to the addiction. I don't know if you want to. Right, right. Absolutely. (laughs) No, no, absolutely. And so what I loved about, I'm going to share about yesterday, what I loved about it was after our conversation, I said, I really, really love and admire when we can have a vulnerable conversation and get honest and raw about what we've done, right? Because the only shame that we have is when we're continuously carrying it and and think and making all our decisions based on shame, you know, so I, I carried that for a long time for me, right? I, I did a lot of embarrassing and degrading things in my addiction. And because I carried it for a while, I thought, well, I might as well stay in my addiction because that's that's so embarrassing, right? And so a little bit, a little quick snip of mine, I was actually an athlete, I was a competitive boxer, and I was in my active addiction. And, and see, for me, my rock bottom didn't necessarily hit like living under the bridge, being homeless. My rock bottom was more of like a spiritual death. You know, I was getting to a place where I was so broken emotionally, mentally, and uh, and I kept trying to cover it up by, you know, putting my title of an athlete behind it. And the truth was like I was suffering and I was suffering in silence. And so that's why I really think it's important when we're vulnerable and we open up and talk about it because somebody out there is suffering in silence and they think that, you know, especially coming from, um, you know, and I know that Mikaela's podcast is about Latinas and especially in an upbringing like that, right? A Mexican family, Hispanic family, we tend to keep a lot of secrets. We think that, oh, we can't say nothing, right? Because of our loyalty to the family. And then in turn, right, it, it stirs us in this direction of we start using things to change how we feel, right? Where the addiction gets produced, like you were saying, you know, the drugs, and it's not just drugs, right? People tie addiction to just drugs. It could be, you know, it could be an affair, right? It could be uh, drinking, it could be gambling, it could be manipulating, it could be a lot of things. And people don't realize that we just think, oh, I'm not an addict, because I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have an addiction, because I never put a needle in my arm, right? And we start trying to separate ourselves, but addiction really comes from the way that we think and the way we behave, you know? Wow. And so it comes like that because even when I got clean, I'm, let me tell you, two years in, I was still behaving the same way I was in active addiction, except I wasn't putting drugs in my body, you know? So I was still doing the same thing. So, um, I'm, you know, we're not here to put labels on you to tell you, you know, cause I truly believe that we can overcome these 
these things, but I think it starts with the awareness and the honesty, like we yeah. were talking about, you know, you got to get honest yeah. and vulnerable. That's, oh that's my God. Now oh, I get like chills because I, I also love those conversations where like, let's talk about this. And when you mm-hmm. were talking about being raised in a Hispanic household where you're taught, we're not going to talk about that. Right. Mm-hmm. The, like, just a short version of my story. This is how I got into podcasting. I had a whole different podcast when I started two years ago. And, you know, then I was led to like speak to Latinas, but I got into podcasting. I got into sharing my stories and using my, my painful stories because something happened in my family. My daughter was being sexually abused. I was encouraged not to say anything. Of course, me being a mom, me being a survivor of sexual abuse who never dealt with it. I'm like, hell no, I'm not doing this to my daughter. Mm. I'm not teaching her that because I remember, I remember what it was like to still see this person that sexually abused me. And I saw this person at parties and this person still lived with us. I remember having to remember, you know, everything, all the details. I didn't want that for her. So We have to talk about the things that are hard and painful so that we don't allow shame to even have a chance to manifest in in our children. Like you're talking about like your children. I don't want my daughter to think that it's okay. So like, that's a whole other like topic, but Uh there is so much shame. And then when you have shame, I've never had like a drug addiction. I mean, I, I did. Well, I don't want to tell my business of what I did or didn't do, but <laughs> I never had, I never had, a, a, I don't, I never had like a, an addiction to drugs, but, and I, but I did drink a lot before, like I surrendered my life to Jesus. I drank a lot. I was a big party girl because I was suicidal and depressed. I don't know that I was addicted to the alcohol. I was addicted to the party lifestyle. I was addicted to looking good on the outside and going I mean, like we will go to strip clubs. I was really crazy and out there. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not to glorify it. It's just like, Mm -hmm. I've been out there. I've lived out there. I don't want that life. You know, Mm -hmm. like we talked about the peace and quiet that like at once, (laughs) but now Mm -hmm. we're like, oh, this is amazing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. The serenity. Yes. It's like, I'm so grateful. So, you know, this episode, again, it's not to judge anyone. It's not to put labels on you. It's, it's to tell you that there is a different way. A lot of times we live a certain way because that's what we know. So I'm so glad we're doing this because for, for two women who have Again, we've lived pretty crazy, maybe not mm-hmm. the same, but you grew up in dysfunction. We have had pretty, pretty bad backgrounds, right? So we just want women to know that they are worthy of being loved because when you have so much junk and so much stuff that has happened to you, sometimes you tend to feel, cause that's how I used to feel. Like mm-hmm. I can only speak for myself. I'm damaged goods. No one's going to want me or you have something good and you sabotage it. So it's, yeah, I'm just so glad we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so important, you know, and I think, I think the biggest thing, especially is, you know, when we tie things back to our addiction, right. Or any kind of, you know, behavior that we use the way I see it is like when I'm participating in insanity, right. Like doing the same thing, thinking I'm going to get a different result. You know, I'm thinking, oh, this time it'll be different. This time I can, you know, just use a little bit. And it just kept taking me. And I realized through doing some work that all I was doing was trying to escape my pain, you know, and that's the biggest thing is like the suppression, right? Regardless what we're using, we're using something to cover the way that we really feel. And I'm really big about like feelings. Like I teach my three-year-old son, like I teach him his feelings and I teach him his I teach them the, the reason behind it. Like when he's upset, I, I, I normalize that. What are you feeling? Are you sad? Are you angry? You know, because I want to be able to validate him to validate his own feelings and know that his feelings are valid, right? I didn't feel that as a child. And I felt, you know, and I, I love my parents. I mean, let me just back up a little. I want to tell you that my parents did the best they could with what they had. Coming from the upbringings that they did, they did a damn great job raising me, right? But, you know, again, they're just 
everybody, there was just some things that didn't line up. And, um, you know, unfortunately, they caused pain, right? And I don't, I know that they didn't intentionally mean to do that. But my father caused me a lot of pain. And he was an alcoholic. And I saw a lot of chaos and abuse in my life growing up and violence. And, uh, you know, so I think that for a long time, my feelings were never validated. And so I started seeking other ways to validate my feelings by suppressing them. And so I try to instill that early in my children, as little as one and three year old, that their feelings are valid. And I want them to know and identify their own feelings. Because I think even as adults, we struggle with even wondering what we're feeling. And a lot of times we're so uncomfortable sitting still and just sitting in our feelings that we always think we got to run to something and change it, right? Whether that's getting lost in our phone to seek validation online, whether that's going to get attention from somebody you know you're not supposed to, whether that's picking up a drug, that's getting some alcohol, whether it's manipulating, right? Like we're finding some way to change and escape what we're really trying to feel. And I want to encourage you that the most beautiful thing you can do for yourself, instead of faking it to make it, how about you feel it to heal it? You know what I mean? Like that's my biggest thing. It's like, I'm not with that putting a bandaid on it. Like I used to be that way, like faking it and all that. But you know what? It does nothing for you. I mean, honestly, it may temporarily help you, but it's not going to help you in your process. And I've had to walk through some of the most painful things in my life when I got clean. You know, I thought that, well, if I let go of the drugs, my life is going to get better. Nothing's going to happen. And the truth is, like, my dad died in the first year. And it was it was one of the most painful and excruciating things that I had to walk through. And uh, and it was by the grace of God that I did not pick up and change anything the way that I felt. But it was the first time in my life that I actually had to sit through something so painful and just allow the feelings to pass, you know. And uh, And I never knew, you know, I didn't know what to do with it. But it was foreign to me because I never knew how to feel my feelings. I was never taught to feel your feelings. I was taught to suppress because that's what you do. You hide, you don't snitch, right? Like you were saying earlier, what happened? Don't snitch, right? You don't turn your back on the family, your loyalty, right? And, and I I did that. I carried that. And I thought that I was being loyal and the truth was I was only harming myself in the process. And so I think it's just about changing, you know, changing the, the way that we view things, changing, you know, making it normalizing the feelings, normalizing that it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel right. But like, allow yourself to feel because that's what you were meant to do. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's like, man. (laughs) Look, I'm like, God, this girl is so powerful. (laughs) But I just want to touch on like two things. I feel like we could just take that apart and like talk Mm -hmm. about so much. But you were talking about the the pain that you felt, right? And we did, we talked about this the other day about how you know, we're raised like blood is blood and your family is everything. And when I spoke out about my daughter, you know, and I can talk about this now because God has healed me. He's still, he's still healing me. This is part of what my book is about. So it's like, it's going to come out regardless, right? This is Mm -hmm. where God has placed me. So somebody needs it, right? That's how I look at it. But when my, when my dad basically, we, I knew that I knew that the minute I went to the police station, our relationship was going to be done. I just knew that. And it was so painful because I mean, like I, I, even though we don't talk, I still want to honor my father by not talking bad about him, but he, he decided to, I would say not, not like, how could I put it? He decided to just make his own decisions when it came to that, that family situation. Right. And I decided that my daughter was more important than what anybody else had to say. I didn't care because she was my little girl. Mm -hmm. And so it was very painful to not have him in my life anymore. I, I was never able to relate to the girl who like didn't have a dad growing up. But now it's different because I know what it feels like to not have your dad when you want to share special things that are happening in your life, buying a house, getting a new car, whatever it is, right? In that moment, like I actually wrote about this in my book. If I didn't have my faith, Monica, I would have been drinking Patron because that was my thing back in the day. I would have literally been drinking all the time Mm -hmm. just to numb the pain. Mm -hmm. But I'm grateful for my faith because God doesn't allow me to run from my pain. And one of the things about me growing up, I was a runaway, big runaway. I ran away all the time because that's how I knew how to survive. 
I ran mm-hmm. away ever since I was little. I would run away somewhere in the house. We had a, a three-story house because that's how I knew when you grow up in dysfunction and a toxic environment, you, you only know how to like, want to escape it. Well, you never right. have a chance to do what you're, what you're teaching your child, which is feel it from right. How do you know? And so I I love that you shared that because we have the opportunity as mothers to change the next generation so that now they know they know how to think and how to feel. And now they can turn around and do it for their children. But I wanted to just talk about like what you were saying about addiction. Mm -hmm. Addiction is not just drugs. So I won't like glorify the affair that I had, but because I was still have, I was still toxic. Like we were talking about La Toxica earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yeah. still La, La Toxica, <laughs> even though I loved God. And I was very, right. my marriage was like, it just wasn't in a good place mm-hmm. at that time. And I reconnected with someone that I knew. And I, I, I wouldn't say that when you have an affair, you would, you, you just kind of, you decide overnight. It's in your mm-hmm. heart. It's been there in your heart. It's mm-hmm. already been there, but it, it doesn't mm-hmm. manifest till you start acting on it. Mm-hmm. And, but what did I do? I ran, I was running away from my marriage. I was using something else to numb whatever pain I felt because my mm-hmm. husband and I were, I've told him this, like we were both toxic. We both mm-hmm. come from really crazy upbringings. We mm-hmm. didn't know how to be married. We thought we're both Christians. We're going to be great together. Yeah. But that that was not the case. Okay. We had a lot to work uh-huh. through. So even like in an affair, if you, if whatever, whatever it is, drugs, an affair, drinking, whatever, your mm-hmm. phone, binge watching TV. I say this a lot. It's okay. Watch TV, but don't, <laughs> don't use it to escape it. So if you're mm-hmm. running to something to escape reality, that is an addiction. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny um, because oh, so I was thinking about what you were saying, but like we're talking about the toxica, right? And <laughs> because it's it's so funny. It's funny, but it's it's kind of sad, right? We we're just sharing about that, like that we're tied to being toxic, right? And those of you that are that don't know what toxic is, that's a toxic person. That's a toxic person. But it's been known as a label tied to specifically Latina women, right? And it's sad because. Uh, we were just sharing. We're like, we don't want to be toxic anymore, man. Like, and I'm grateful for that because there was a point where even when I wanted to stop, like, I didn't know how, you know. And and I was talking about how when I got with my with the man that I'm with today, right? I came from nothing but toxic and broken relationships. There was a point where I hated men so much, and I'm I'm gonna get vulnerable here too. Uh, there was a point. There was a point. <laughs> there was a point that I hated men so much that I only dated women for ten years because I hated men so much, and I carried this anger and this hate because of my father. You know, and I thought if every man is like my dad, I want nothing to do with men, right? And so I carried around this rage for men for a long time, and it wasn't until I started doing some inner work that I started. You know, I, I took a toxic relationship with the man that I got with before I got with the man that I'm with today, right? And I realized that even in that, I was like, man, you know, I started seeing the way the behaviors, like that was without putting drugs in my body, but I was putting a different kind of dope in my body, right? And it was like to dealing with those behaviors and like that, like it was, it was toxic, but it was also like an addiction because I couldn't escape the chaos. It's like I was wow. addicted to the chaos, you know, and I was so used to like the, you know, the, oh, if you, if you hurt me or you cheat on me, you know, then we get back together and, oh, it's toxic, but we love each other. That's why we come back to each other. And, or, you know, if you're jealous and you love me or you're, you know, oh, he yeah. was jealous. Like we find it cute, right? Or vice versa. And there's songs women. like that. Yeah, like that. yes, so that's yes. Why kinda, you know? That's why I kind of smirk because I don't yeah. know what song it is, but I don't want to yeah. think about old songs. But there's an R&B <laughs> song mm-hmm. that talks about they want to fight so they can make good love. Yeah, you see, but that's all like tied to that. That's where it's you know the generation is is brought up thinking that, and I was brought up thinking that too. You know, like uh, again, I love my parents dearly. I still have my mom. My dad passed away, but my mom stayed with him. All, all until his last day, you know, I never saw them, like, maybe I think I saw them separate once, but 
I, you know, I, I learned through my mom was like, you know, she stayed with him, you know, and, and I know that he caused her a lot of pain, but it said a lot about her character because no matter what happened, she never, ever instilled bad stuff in me about my father, right? Wow. She didn't tell me all the stuff my dad did to her until he passed away. And I was already 27 years old, you know? And so I was like, wow. So I just saw a lot about her, but I also saw that she took so much, you know, and wow. just a strong and beautiful woman that she is. I'm like, man, you know, um, there's admiration, but there was also like, mom, why did you stay? Right. Yeah. And, um, and so we see that, but back to the Toxica thing, right. <laughs> you know, uh, we, you know, I think that it's just, it, it's something that we think it's cute. Right. And, um, and it's cute till it's not cute anymore. It's not yeah. cute when you can't keep a man. And I'm going to share an experience. Like when I got with the man that I'm with today and we've been together five years, we have our two beautiful children together. Amazing man. I mean, the healthiest relationship I have ever been in. It, it was so healthy that I wanted to run from it from in the beginning because not one, I didn't feel worthy. And two, I was like, man, I'm going to screw this up. I don't know how, I don't, like know anything about healthy right and we didn't have any arguments or anything but I was so toxic like I was so insecure and I just I kept projecting all my fears and my past like trauma on him and I almost lost him you know there was a point where he's like your insecurities are pushing me away like I could already see he was starting to check out because it was just so much I was drilling him for stuff that he never even did. There was no proof. But because of my past trauma, I was carrying it over, right? And so that's why I think it's so important that, you know, we we try to get away from that thinking that it's cute because it's not cute when we're harming people unintentionally. It's not cute when we're we're putting that because our children are going to see what we're doing. We can tell them till we're blue in the face. They're not going to listen to us. They're going to do as they see, not as you say, right? So I had to learn that if I want to raise a healthy, daughter if I want my son to to be in a healthy relationship with a healthy woman how am I setting that example am I being that healthy woman that I want them to see right and also you know when eventually when that when I got that little fear there of him almost leaving me it made it scared me to want to start doing some work on myself and like really start digging in the inner work and I realized that the reason I did that was it was like a it was like a it was a fear mechanism like I was using it as a way to like really protect my feelings like I I was trying to push him away but I was also like don't leave me like I wanted to engage in the toxicity with him and he wasn't having it you know and so I'm grateful that you know that he loved me and he he stayed with me where I was at but I, I, but it did take me having to do some work. And I, and I'm happy to say that I'm not that woman that I was five years ago. I've grown a lot. I've matured a lot. The thoughts still come in my mind once in a while, they'll creep in, right? Like the jealousy. Sometimes there's like a beautiful woman and I'll, I'll catch a little insecurities coming in. And then I have to counter it with like, no, Monica, like that's all in your head, right? Mm. It's a lie. Like your man loves you, right? He shows you, he validates your feelings and like, don't give into that light. Right. And so I have to start like coaching myself through my thinking, because a lot of times it's like, well, old me would have been like there's a cute a pretty girl I'm gonna be watching my man's face to see if his eyes look her way right (laughs) so I could pop off but I don't do that a day right I don't set myself up like don't set yourself up for the trap to get yourself hurt you know and and I'm learning that I'm learning that like don't give into that you know because and and it just takes little by little right like I'll fall into it once in a blue moon right and then I'm like okay and I'll amend my behavior to my man right like I'll be like I'm sorry like I'll overreact it you know like and I'll and I'll just let him know and he's like I know you know like he knows we're good (laughs) and I know we're good you know but I have to remind myself that because if I start allowing other outside influences or thoughts come in you know, then I'll start entertaining that that way of thinking. So it's just about changing our mindset and uh, and being good with ourselves. I think a healthy you is going to it's going to really what's the word I'm looking for It's going to really attract a healthy relationship, right? What you want in a man, I, I, you know, I always I I think that we, we go on this big bucket list of like, I want this, 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 this in a man. But the truth is like, are you those things? Do you give off the vibe that, you know, you want a man that's healthy? You want a man that's this? Well, are you those things? Do you actually carry that is your you don't want a toxic man why are you a toxic woman wow (laughs) you want to help you know what I mean like you know and and I I, I think that's so yeah and real and true yeah and I love and I say it with so much love right The, the one thing I learned today is like 
the people that love me are going to call me out on my stuff, man. And I'm so grateful for that because when I'm being toxic or when I'm thinking crazy, like I have those women in my life that call me out on it. Like Monica, like, you know what I mean? Like, cause at the end of the day, I can't control what other people are going to do, but I got to control how I react and respond to things. Right. And so yeah. when I want a healthy man, if I want a healthy relationship, I need to start becoming those things because I guarantee you that my man probably wouldn't have stayed. He wouldn't have stayed with me if I continued on it. I don't think he was almost not even going to handle me for a year, <laughs> you know, because I was real toxic. Like I just wow. was so toxic. I was so easily offended. My feelings would get hurt so fast. He's like, I don't even know what were you, what you're going to be today. Like your, your mood switch up so much that I was like, I, I just, you know, I was so broken inside, you know? Wow. And, and so I just want to encourage you, like, you know, don't be afraid to take a look in these areas, you know, because likely it's going to stem from something that happened to you or that you went through and you're just projecting that into your future relationships and you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't do the work on that, you know? So wow. that's just what I want to share with you because I think it's so important. You know, we, we're just, you know, especially what you're doing, you're an empowerment coach, you know, I'm, I'm in that realm too, right? Like helping yeah. women. And I think the best way we're going to help them is by be, telling them the truth, you know, and because yes. somebody else told me the truth so I could free myself from me, you know? So yeah. I think it's, it's so important. It's so I important. love that. And one of the things that I always probably 90% of the time, I'm always saying like, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything like, because mm-hmm. it is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And you were just, you one, you reminded me of like, when I first got with my husband, I, I pushed him away so much. And I mm-hmm. would tell him things like, you're too nice. Even like when we were in our early years of marriage, uh, you're boring. I always told him you're boring. You're boring. You're boring. You're too mm-hmm. nice. You're boring. You're always saying yes to me. And I complained about all these good things about him. You know, one of the things that I remember was that he literally told me to my face, I really feel like God sent me my husband because I I tell him sometimes, like, I don't know how you put up with me. I was so crazy. <laughs> I mean, like right. he had his own stuff, but he's not here to talk about that. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. talk about his stuff, but yeah, I yeah. was so crazy. And he, like, he has told me, I did used to say like, man, she's, she's a little bit too much, (laughs) but I remember I kept trying to push him away. And he literally looked me in the face and said, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to push me away, but when you're Mm. done acting like an immature girl, I'm still going to be here. And I was Mm. like, Wow. <laughs> I'll say, hold on, hold on. This doesn't go that way. Usually yeah. it doesn't go that way. This is the part where we break up. What what happened yeah. here? It was, it was just, I mean, even then though, I didn't understand like, okay, this guy really does love me. I came mm-hmm. from an abusive home, abusive relationships, having baby daddies. I was saved, but I was ghetto, right? Like I was going to church, but I was still ghetto. Yes, I used to be ghetto people. Okay? I was ghetto. <laughs> for, all my, for all my Chicago yeah. people, I grew up in Little Village. That is a really bad neighborhood. Yes, uh, yeah, I was pretty yeah. ghetto. But, yeah. um, you know, but you're right. Like, obviously, we've we've gone to counseling. We've had to get real with our the way that we feel because I Mm -hmm. was the type that I wouldn't tell you how I felt because I was raised not to share your feelings not to cry you're weak if you Mm -hmm. cry that's how my dad raised me yep Mm -hmm. and that's how I was I think it was when I was like 30 when I finally started like getting in tune with my womanly emotions because Mm -hmm. being being raised by a man and not having a mom around, you mm-hmm. you don't have that balance of a mom and a dad. You just like I used to say, like I was a machista woman, like very <laughs> do- I was very right, very dominant. Right. You know, one of the things is that when you are in a relationship, and you are you're actually bringing all that energy, the way that you are, you're bringing that into your your marriage or your mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, and you know, for, for what you were saying about the women that are like, I want this in a man. I want this in a man. I want this man. I don't know. There's so many women that want like a successful man. They want a man who's ambitious. They want a man who has goals. Mm -hmm. They want a man who's like really thinking about the future. But when Mm -hmm. you have a man like that, he's not going to be around. He's Mm -hmm. too busy building something and you're going to have to be okay with that. And second, I'm going to ask the same question you did. 
are you doing that? Are you pursuing your goals? Are you, are you being, and you know what, here's the thing, even in a marriage where maybe, maybe you haven't been pursuing your goals, maybe you haven't been trying to build something. I promise you that the minute you start doing that, your husband's Mm going to do the same because you inspire each other. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I I just also want to encourage women like I'm not I'm not judging. I never judge. I'm no one to judge. I got a lot of dirt that I've done things that I haven't (laughs) done right. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I just want to encourage the woman listening out there. Regardless of what has happened, regardless of what has happened in your marriage or however you may feel that you haven't done things the right way or whatever right it's not too late it's not too late because you're worthy of love you're worthy of still having that life that god intends Mm -hmm. for you to have you know absolutely um but yeah Yeah. i just i i feel like i feel so much that we hold on so much to those things right absolutely yeah i think another thing that as you were sharing that where you're talking about like them wanting a successful man and all these things I think a lot of times too, we'll set like these unrealistic expectations on like that they have to have this, 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 and this, right? And the truth is that we're not looking at the things that really matter. How do they treat you? How do they carry themselves? Do they add value to you? Do they respect you? Do they love you? Because yes, you can have all that nice, you know, the man could be hot and he can have the car and he can have the money. But like at the end of the day, if he loses all of that, is he good to you? Is does he does he take care like does he take care of you emotionally and spiritually more than just financially? You know, when I met my man, I was I was sleeping in the same bed as my mom at 27 years old, and he was living in a recovery home with five other men. So we didn't come from a place of like you know if I based it on did he have his stuff together and did he do this, this and this, I would have been losing out on a good man because today, you know, we're building together. You know, he supports me in my businesses. I support him and what he does and we're building together, you know, but I looked at him for his heart and for the genuine man that he was because he gave me something that I never had before. And that was loving me unconditionally where I was at. You know what I mean? And so I think we're trying to always set these expectations that the man has to do this and he's got to look like this. And we find the first little thing that, doesn't match our, our yeah. long list and we're throwing them out the window or we're throwing the nice guys under the bus. But you yeah. know what? That also comes from feeding that broken little girl. And you were talking about like that, your husband said immature girl. And it reminded me too, like a lot of the time we all have a broken little girl in us, yes. right? But yes. how often, what, what are we going to feed? Are we going to feed the broken little girl? Are we going to feed the woman that we're trying to become today? So yeah. you got to pick which one you're going to feed. Like, do you want a man that's going to match the broken little girl? Or do you want a man that's going to match you at the woman you're trying to become and you're becoming? Because you have to also take a look in those areas. Like, yeah, that, that man may look good and have all this, but like, does he feed, does he trigger that broken little girl? Does he bring up those old behaviors in you? Because I, you know, I dealt with that for a long time. I was always with people that fed that little brokenness in me, you know what I mean? And so when I finally got somebody that loved me, that didn't challenge me, right. That wasn't buying into my me arguing and me being all crazy like because I like to fight like I I mean I was a boxer I love to fight you know but even before the boxing I always was fighting you know like you know I was I was real hood too girl I grew up in the east side of San Antonio that's probably so, why we clicked yeah that's why right I was like I felt it <laughs> I felt that love oh, yeah, she- I felt yeah for sure you know but definitely like I, I but I know that because it's yeah. so hard for us to break out of the mindset out of the old ways out of the way that we're living it is so hard and I get it and, and the biggest thing too that I can encourage you is if you're still hanging around the same people that keep reminding you of how badass you were back then. I'm so sorry excuse hey, my girl, language but I say yeah but okay of who you were back then you know what I mean of like <laughs> oh my god I don't even come on my podcast I'm sorry I don't say that word, but it's without, you yeah but like right <laughs> right no but of like reminding us of who we were like we're always around those like we're still around those people that keep reminding us of what we once were like I don't hang out with the same people that I used to use with and I don't think I'm any better than them as a matter of fact I love them 
I pray for them and I hope that they find their way to change their life too. But you know what? There comes a point where I, I had to stop being reminded of who I was because I'm not that person no more. I'm not wow. that person. So if you're still hanging around people that keep reminding you of who you were or like you have those women that are those friends that putting stuff in your head that your man's probably a cheater or your man is this and feeding that brokenness. Those like, toxicas. you know, no. yes, the toxicas <laughs> of the toxicas. <laughs> yeah like we have to change that you know what I mean or not yeah. entertain it because I I know for sure today I do not I, I have the friends that if I have that thought they call me out on it I, I think you're overreacting like what makes you you know what I mean like yeah. if you don't have proof you're probably overthinking it I have those kind of friends today I have the kind of friends that that turn it back on me and say Monica why are you thinking that way you know wow. what I mean like instead of like oh yeah he probably is or oh yeah you know you should go through his phone like wow. I don't have I don't entertain those kind of friendships today right like we I have friends today that help build me up and I built them up and we we get those thoughts out of we try to get those thoughts out of our mind right like I don't entertain that thought in my friends like I tell them like you know what girl like what you know what is God trying to show you about you right yes. that's probably trying to show some he's probably trying to he's trying to change you more than he's trying to change the person you're worried yeah. about because wow. that's all we can change is us you know and so I think it just comes down to like who we're hanging around with what kind of stuff is getting fed and our heads like you know that that's very important so I would highly encourage China you know I'm not saying leave your friends but like try to you know hang around no, like my women friends. leave right? your friends <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched this right. but it was called the bad girls club I used to oh watch it back I in used the to day. binge watch it <laughs> Girl, yeah, yeah. Club, leave that. Club. Yeah, yeah. No, no more bad girls club. Oh no! I, hey, I still watch Team Mom, and they were fighting uh, last time. I was like, "What uh, happened?" <laughs> anyway, uh, I know. yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I was just thinking while you were talking that that's why conversations between women like this, no conversations like this, I should say, um, are important and powerful, where you can mm-hmm. be real where you can show up, like I say, in your vulnerability t-shirt, and this Mm -hmm. is what you get. Mm -hmm. Just be yourself, right? And and I just wanted to kind of add as as we just start wrapping up, like, I was thinking that even even though, because we talked about this last time, but just to kind of wrap up a little bit, sometimes after all the stuff we've been through, we feel like we're not worthy of love. And then we don't know how to love ourselves. I didn't Mm. know how to love myself. I, I was uh, I was someone that believed in God and I had my faith and I went to church. But when you have a lot of toxic traits and behavior, that residue, right, of, of who you mm-hmm. were, mm-hmm. you you don't know how to love yourself. So I wanted to just say, like you were saying about not hanging out with the old friends who remind you of how you were, or what you did, and mm-hmm. then, you know, changing your mindset. That's part mm-hmm. of loving yourself. Mm-hmm. When you confront the hard truth that it could be a boyfriend, it could be girl, look, I'm just going to say it. It could be that you're having an affair right now. Maybe mm-hmm. you're listening and you're having an affair or you're talking mm-hmm. to that guy on Facebook and then you're deleting those messages. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, love yeah. yourself enough to tell yourself, even though this feels good, I know that it's going to hurt me mm-hmm. because that's just going back to addiction now addiction Mm -hmm. hurts you no matter what kind of addiction it is but you have to love yourself enough to confront your pain your trauma the toxicness you have to love yourself enough to say it's time to change this part of my life because you're worthy of love and you're worthy of being that woman that you were created to be that's what this podcast is about giving well Mm -hmm. my podcast my podcast it's all about giving yourself permission I will say that give yourself permission to be who God created you to be, because you're not here by accident. You're not here just because like one of the things I used to always tell myself ever since I was little, mm-hmm. why am I always suffering? Why am I here? Why am I always suffering? Why did like, I was little and I would say, God, why did you give me that mommy? Why did you give me this family? I always questioned those things because I saw nothing good in my life. That's how mm. much I suffered. Yeah. But now, now that I have my life, I'm like, whoa, like, yeah, my life was really jacked up and hurtful when I went through a lot of stuff. Mm. But now I have what I always wanted when I was growing up. So you are worthy of love. You're worthy mm-hmm. of loving yourself. Right. You're so you're so worthy. You know, and the, the biggest thing is that 
I know that it's hard for us to believe. And we were talking in the beginning of this episode about shame. And the only shame that we carry around is the lies that somebody once told us or that we told ourselves, right? Because it's all, it's all a lie, right? And I know that for me, for the longest time, I carried around like all this stuff and the shame because I did embarrassing things. Oh, nobody ever did it. And then I started coming around women that like I was able to get vulnerable with and tell them and they're like, oh, I just something like that too. You know, and I'm like, really? You know, but it was like, but you see how we, we keep it contained and then in private and secrecy, right? And then the behaviors start coming out sneaky, right? We start lying more and lying more and suppressing more. And the truth is like, you deserve to be set free from every lie that you've told yourself mm-hmm. or that somebody told you. Because I truly believe that somewhere along the line growing up, we were misinformed by misinformed people. And whether they did it intentionally or not, it stayed with us. And we have, I, I call it this, and I'm, I'm going to be a little hardcore here, but we have a responsive, we, we're not responsible for what happened to us, but we have a responsibility to do the work to heal ourselves because it's so unfortunate that this happened to us, whatever it may look like, right? And I get deep because I know some of us have dealt with like some sexual abuse and some really deep stuff, you know? And I I, I totally understand it, but I want to encourage you don't keep that in. Don't don't harm yourself like that. Like, go get the help. God positions people that can help us yeah. to really help and do the healing work, right? I truly believe that he positions people. Well, I feel he's the number one to go to. He still positions people in our life that can do the healing work with us, right? And, and guide us through it. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm a huge believer now, like I'll ask for help. Like it was so hard for me and it's still hard for me. I ask for help. I'll share my feelings. You know, I'm not afraid to cry anymore. Like I was crying earlier. Just on the way to my <laughs> girl, it's a gift. Like it's a gift yeah. because for so long, I remember thinking there came a point in, in my addiction where I said, when was the last time I even cried? You know, because I was, I was at the point where I was using so much on days on end that I was like, I don't even remember the last time I ate or I drank or I, I anything. Right. Yeah. Because I was so like just stuffing and, and suppressing and suppressing my feelings so much, just throwing things on it to change how I feel to escape, you know? So even now, when was the last time you allowed yourself to feel your feelings? You know, when was the last time you shared something deep that, that helped set you free, you know, go yeah. get the help. If you don't feel you have somebody to trust, like I would, I would highly encourage to pray and, and ask, you know, to be led to a place or a person that can help you because there's truly so much healing in this journey that, you know, we're here to be testimonies to tell you that you're not alone. You're not the only one that's walked through this and that through everybody's pain, there's also glory on the other side. And you Mm. can use that pain to help somebody because I never in a million years thought that me sitting there seven years ago, getting locked and loaded, I'd be here right now sharing to other moms around the world, telling them that they can break free from this addiction. You know what I mean? Like ever. And same thing with you, right? You never thought you'd be sitting here to be able to share with women and free them of the pain that you went through and that process. Like, but again, it starts with us being able to do that work because there's always a purpose to me, I, I truly believe like a lot of the things that happened to us, a lot of the stuff we probably like, oh, what's the word? I'm trying to think of it. I'm sorry. But like, it's unfortunate, right? The things that happened to us. But then when we turn it over to God and it's like, I know there's a scripture, right? And you can help yeah. me with this. It talks about the beauty for like the ashes, right? Like all the yes. stuff that he turns it over, like the yeah. things that are dark for us. And so, yeah, I truly, I truly wow. believe that. Yeah. And I, and I believed it before I even knew about the verses because my life was actually a testimony of it, you know? Wow. And so I think that that's how we really get, you know, we're really going to be able to help. And it starts with one person at a time, you know, just us two right here getting together and Girl. sharing that hope, man. And, and I'm so grateful because yeah, we definitely clicked and you definitely, oh my God, you have such a story too. And it's beautiful how you're helping other women too, like break free from the lies, you know? And we, we are probably, we've never had anybody tell us, right? That we can have something different. Nobody in my family ever got clean from, from addiction, right? And unfortunately, I still have family members roaming the streets, living off the streets, locked and loaded in their drug use. I, I've had all, a lot of family members just die in their addiction. So be, getting clean, and having a way out was never an option that I thought until somebody showed me something different, you know? And so I hope that me and Mikael are showing you something different, that there is a different way, right? There is a different way to live and to be able to do something. So yeah, that's what Girl, I got I, for you. Yeah, I seriously want to cry, seriously, because <laughs> the scripture is Isaiah 61.3, which I actually 
that scripture I put in my book because it is so true. And I am a believer that God uses your pain for a purpose, Mm, but it's hard to see that when you're going through it. And you're right. Never look, let me, I've said this before. People used to make fun of my voice. I was very insecure about my voice. Mm -hmm. So for me to podcast, I've been podcasting for two years. That's crazy. Okay. But (laughs) the, the only reason I'm a podcaster, the only reason why I'm coaching, the only reason why I even wrote a book is because my daughter was sexually abused. Mm. And I can only, I can only, yes, I did the work, right? I wrote, I, I record, I do the work, but I can only say that it is because of the grace of God that Mm -hmm. I'm not depressed, that I'm not angry. I was angry. I was angry Mm -hmm. because I'm that I was a fighter too. Don't mess Mm -hmm. with my kids. Mm -hmm. I love Jesus, but don't mess with my kids because (laughs) you will see me get ghetto really fast. Like I'm just going (laughs) to say they're yeah. my babies. <laughs> you know, I don't care how mm-hmm. they are. They're my babies. Like, don't mm-hmm. mess with my kids or my husband mm-hmm. or my food or my money. But yeah, you're right. And and that's the thing is like, maybe someone out there is saying like, but you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what has happened to me. You're right. I don't know. We're sharing our story. You're telling your story. And I want to cry. I, I feel sad. I feel sad for because of all the stuff that happened to you, because I was a little girl once too. Mm-hmm. I know what it feels like to be a little girl that wants love and, and wants to feel safe. I never felt that way growing up. So mm-hmm. it makes me sad when I hear like, dang, that happened to her, but she's amazing, right? Like, I want to give you a mm-hmm. hug from afar. But at the same time, look at, look at how your life is now. Look what God has done in your life. It is mm-hmm. powerful. And you're right. Uh, Isaiah 61, three says that, God will give you a crown of beauty for your ashes. Mm, yeah. For your ashes, God will give you a crown of beauty. That mm. becomes your place of beauty. And so, oh my God, I don't want to cry. I got chills. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I'm going to cry. <laughs> okay, go for it, girl. We're talking about feelings. Go for it. <laughs> I don't want to feel, feel my feelings. <laughs> You know, this is why I, well, together we decided Mm -hmm. to bless the plus listeners on Valentine's Day. We both speak to moms. We both speak to women to bless them today when this airs on Valentine's Day. Why? Because we're all going through stuff. We're going through stuff behind the scenes. Maybe you can't Mm -hmm. pay your bills right now. Look, I'm not going to share my husband's business, but he's been locked up for stuff he did in the past, not stuff Mm -hmm. that he's done while we've been together. I've had to, and I don't talk about this. I'm very private and protective of my, my relationship because I've already been divorced because of, I want to protect that. Right. I didn't honor my marriage before I had to literally get divorced, get remarried, sabotage it. All the stuff that we went through. I honor my marriage. Now I Mm -hmm. honor my husband, but my husband has been locked up, you know, he's been taken away in the middle of me making tortas for breakfast. I mean, mm, yeah. I've gone through stuff. And and when he got locked up, I didn't know how I was going to buy groceries. Like, I've been through stuff. So mm-hmm. I just want to encourage someone listening out there. Even that, oh because I had a friend who, I think a couple months ago, she told me that her husband got locked up. See, because mm-hmm. we automatically, automatically think, oh, what are people going to think? People are going to judge me. And then that's where the shame comes. That's Mm -hmm. where we don't have the freedom to talk about it. But what if somebody said to you, oh, wait, Monica, I'm just saying in general, Monica's husband has been locked up. She knows the loneliness I feel. She knows what it's like to not have groceries. And I don't know how I'm going to get presents for my kids. And I don't even know why I'm talking about this, but obviously. somebody. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the hard things. Let's Mm -hmm. make it okay so that other women know. I have somewhere to go, you know, mm-hmm. and, and even if that person can't do much for you, if they can mm-hmm. do one thing and that's encourage you or send you money for groceries or whatever it is, because that's what I'm talking about. The hard things, the mm-hmm. hard things that make us want to not talk about it, where now there's no freedom to right. be yourself and you're just dealing with it by yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, there was just, uh, I think she was Miss U- USA or Miss Universe mm, committed yes, yes. suicide. Right, right. Well, I absolutely. was suicidal before I gave my oh, life yeah. to Jesus. 
I know what it's like to be suicidal since you're little. I know the feeling of being suicidal. So for me to be able to sleep all night, I'm so grateful for that. So we, I'm saying this to say that we understand. I love you. You know, Mm -hmm. we love you. Whoever is listening right now, we love you. And whether it's me or Monica, you know, reach out because you are not alone. And I just feel, I felt this in my heart to share because I think that regardless where you're at, right, you could be in that breaking point. And sometimes the easy option can feel like, let me just escape, right? I'll never forget at the end of the road where I was at in my addiction, I grabbed a handful of pills that would have killed anybody else. And I took them. And I remember thinking, this is my last day. I was getting myself comfortable in the bed. I remember everything that I was thinking, thinking that that was my last day. And I wake up the next day and I, and I remember thinking, like, God, why did you not take me? And, you know, and I'm suffering with the pain of, you know, because I, I practically overdosed myself and all these things. And I just remember thinking, like, why? Why do you want me here? You know, like that, that was my thinking back then. Right. Was like because my thinking of God was like, you know, punishing. Like, God, you just want me here to keep me suffering. And maybe that's where you're at right now. Maybe your relationship with God is rocky because you're portraying it in the same way that you had a relationship when you were younger, right? A lot of the times our relationships are a reflection of what we feel inside. How And, and a lot of the times I know that I view God so punishing for a long time. And I remember thinking he wants me here to suffer. And if I could tell you something right now, if you're in that place right now where you feel like you're suffering and you feel like there's no more purpose in your life, like I just want to encourage you to hang on, hang on pray, right? And you don't have to suffer. You don't have to just barely get by, right? Like you can overcome this and you can thrive, right? But it has to take you making that decision that you've had enough. You've had enough and you deserve more. And so I want to encourage you to, you know, please, there's no special way to pray and talk to God. If you're a believer, you know, like I know, you know, too, right? Like just yeah. talking to him, <laughs> learning. Like at first I thought I had to do all these special things to talk to him and, oh, but you know, so shameful. I don't and do you don't have to go to church. Right. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to be on your knees and you don't need a candle, right? You don't need none of that. You know, yeah. there was a point where I was just sitting there with me and all I knew was like, okay, you know, talk to God wherever I was at. Right. And, and I, and I'm so grateful because yeah, by the grace of God, right. By his love, his grace and his mercy, you know, I get to be here on the other side to tell you that I was there. I tried committing suicide. I tried every day that I was putting drugs in my body and making that decision. I was choosing, taking a chance that I may not make it through. Right. So I, I felt like I was like, you know, slowly killing myself in so many ways. And so I'm so grateful that, you know, somebody loved me enough to tell me that there was a different way, you know, and I'm here to tell you that there's a different way. You know, there is, there's a different way, but you have to give yourself that chance, right? You got to believe, even if it's just a little mustard seed, just believe that you are worthy of something so much more and that God has a plan for you and that there is going to be glory on the other side of that pain, right? But you have to keep pushing through. And so I just want to share that with you because yeah, you're special and Valentine's Day is about love, but like you are worthy of love and it doesn't have to be just from a man, right? Like it could Mm -hmm. be that love from within yourself. So validate your own feelings because yeah, you're definitely worth it. It's it's Oh my God, Monica. Yeah. I'm like, no. oof, I like, no. I, I don't even know how to end. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah. wow, I just, you know, I just wanted to add, this is definitely a long episode, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> People can right. pause it and go back. Yeah. To it. <laughs> right, right, um, yeah. I just wanted to add, like, we, like, we're not preaching at anyone who mm-hmm. doesn't have the same belief as us. And I completely get it because when I didn't understand anything about God when I didn't have a relationship with God I literally had the attitude like um don't be preaching at me you think you're Mm -hmm. better than me oh you think your life is better than mine that's we ain't like I'm not like that I know you're not like that Mm -mm. that's not the case right we Mm -hmm. literally just put all of our I guess in you know what people would say air your dirty laundry we literally just put all of our (laughs) dirty socks not even all of it some of it all of it right all of it yeah it's all out there (laughs) yeah yeah but see that's that's the difference from two women who who are free who are free from the lies who are free from what's happened but I wanted to share this really quick 
Because a lot of times we get disappointed and we get hurt by the people who say that they love us, the people that are supposed to protect us. And so we blame God. Like I could have blamed God for what happened to my daughter. I could have blamed God for my dad turning his back on me. I could have blamed him for that. Mm -hmm. But I'm so glad that I had my faith because I can, I can say God loved me even when my own dad turned his back on me. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful because never, ever, ever, if, if the new, if the me now told the me when I was 21, what my life is like now, Mm -hmm. she'd probably snap on me and want to hit me in the face because Mm -hmm. I'm a completely different person. I would never have thought that I would have a business or that I would be encouraging women. I was, I didn't like anybody. (laughs) I, everybody, I would call everybody of the B word. I didn't. And people that know me back then know that I'm not lying. I didn't like anybody because I didn't like myself. I hated yeah. myself so much that like I showed up as like, it's all good. And I'm the goofy right. girl and I'm the cool yeah. girl. Right. But inside I was screaming because mm-hmm. I hated my life. I hated mm-hmm. my life so much that the only reason I never took my life was because of my son. And right. so for those out there who are like, I don't believe in God. I don't want to know about God. Cause this happened to me. Maybe you got hurt in church. I get it. I've been there. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been through church hurt. Yeah. God is not like people. God's love is not like a human love. So right. I just want to encourage whoever's out there. If you, if you want to talk more about faith and God and what that looks like, I'm here. I'm right. here. And I know you're right. there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever you sure. want to add, and then we can just give our social media links. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, that just everything. I love what you said. You wrap. I love you what you said, girl. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, but it's so good. <laughs> oh, we used to sleep. <laughs> no, absolutely. Come back, and then yeah. we're, we're going to have Let's to do this do again with some tissue. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no, and definitely what you just said real quick about God. My belief was never the, the way I believe in God today. Like I, as a matter of fact, I, I thought I was so far and so distant from his love that I was so unworthy of it. Like I just didn't even feel worthy to be in the presence of, and my view is so different today. Like I know that I, I'm not held captive by my past. You know what I mean? Like I know deep in my heart today that like she said, our, our heavenly father is not like our, our human father. Right. And so I have to remember that. And so same thing for you. Hopefully that that sticks with you, but yeah, I'll give my website thank you this was so awesome it was so needed I like and I hope talking. that yeah yeah you know, no no it's so beautiful but yeah d- definitely well hopefully we can get together soon and, and do this again you know the way you can contact me I'm just going to make it super simple uh you can find my podcast just go to momsbreakingchange.com I have everything you can click to my podcast to get into my Facebook Instagram everything you can find it on momsbreakingchange.com all right. Well, me, yeah. you can find me fearlessmujer.com, M-U-J-E-R, or on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. But thank you. This was this was awesome. Yeah, it sure was. And hope you have a happy Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day, guys. <laughs> yes. For my listeners, please go check out Monica's podcast because she's pretty awesome. Oh, vice versa. <laughs> go for it. I love it. I love it. Let's keep doing this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. God bless you guys. Have a great yes. day. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mama, for listening to today's episode. If this show impacted you in any way or touched your spirit, it would mean the world to me if you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a written review. Not only does it bring me so much joy to see how it's impacting you, but it helps to grow the show so that we can continue to spread this message to moms all over the world. Thank you so much again for helping me grow this mission. God bless you, Mama. Bye-bye. Have a good day. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.